All right, guys, welcome in. This is Rams Edge. It's episode 13. And today we'll be talking about really whatever you guys want to talk about. But on top of that, we're going to be talking about Tutu Atwell and Terrell Burgess, their camp buzz that we're hearing and what we can potentially expect in 2022. Before we get into it, I just want to encourage you guys to be sure to subscribe to this uh, channel. Uh, if you haven't already, the Rams Edge, uh, the podcast, um, you know, anywhere you get your podcast, it's on uh, Spotify and Apple Music and all that. So or be sure to, to check that out. But uh, let's dive into it. Right. I mean, we got all sorts of stuff going on, um, you know, with that. You know, you have two two out. Well, he has been the for what I've seen, he's been the third guy in the receiver room in, in camp. So. I'm pretty high on Atwell this year. I, I think he's going to surprise some people. I think when you, you look at Atwell, obviously, it, if you're doing the whole eye test thing, maybe he doesn't pass that for you at 5'9 and a buck seventy. But I don't care. I think this is somebody that, you know, regardless of his height, regardless of his weight, I, I think he can definitely play in this league. And uh, they drafted him in the second round for a reason. So I'm feeling pretty gar- uh, pretty darn good about Tutu Atwell uh, this year. And, I mean, we'll find out if I'm right or wrong in doing so. But I'm feeling pretty good about it. And the talk of uh, camp is that he's starting to turn heads. I mean, he's somebody you definitely have to look out for. So Tutu Atwell, uh, again, is is somebody as well as Terrell Burgess, who Sean McVay spoke on and said, you know, he's starting to really uh, come into his own in year three. Uh, you know, Tutu Atwell, you could say he had a rookie year, but I mean, let's be honest here. Tutu Atwell really didn't get much of a chance to have a rookie year because halfway through he was out for the year. He got hurt. And when you really look at it, he was mainly used as a special teamer. He never really had a chance to showcase what he can do on the offensive side. But when I see him in the lineup, he's constantly taking reps after uh, Allen Robinson, who takes reps after Cooper Cup. So I'm not saying he's the third wide receiver, but if he is the third wide receiver in that room, that's definitely something, and it's you know pretty interesting. It's something to be a little excited about. I'm not going to lie. So, um, you know, in regards to that, you know, Tutu Atwell, I don't, I would not compare him to Tavon Austin the way some people want to do. I don't think they're the same player. I don't think they're even close, to be honest with you. So, you know, um, as far as that goes, Tutu Atwell, Terrell Burgess are doing well in camp. And I really am looking forward to see them. I, I don't know if we'll see Burgess. But I'd be shocked if Tutu Atwell did not play in preseason. I guess if he doesn't play in preseason, then that's a better sign because it shows how much that they value him. Be an interesting, um, you know, something interesting there, uh, development, whatever you want to call it. Uh, because I, I just I don't see Burgess playing, but I can definitely see Tutu Atwell playing. Uh, <laughs> in the preseason and I'm a uh, I'm a believer in both of these 
these guys. I understand you get a, you have a third round seat, but I really feel good about where they're at. And hearing that they are doing well in camp and turning heads, as people love to say, definitely makes me feel pretty good about it. Makes me feel pretty confident. And what's up, Ricky? How you doing? Um, but, you know, I think, again, it's not going to be, you know, just, just to assume that 2-2 Outwell is going to be a pro bowler or Bird is just going to be a pro bowler. I don't, I don't think that's fair. But, you know, those guys making strides and Sean McVay coming out and, you know, really making it known he's impressed with the work they've put in. You know, that's something that I definitely look at. I definitely take account for. So, you know, I am excited in that regard. I'm excited, uh, you know, for all the young guys. Um, you know, there's the guy by the name of Greg Gaines who's going to have a bigger role on the defensive line this year in his contract year. You know, there's a guy by the name of Robert Rochelle who they said is going into really his rookie year. David Long, who's also in a contract here. Same draft as, uh, you know, Greg Gaines. Daryl Henderson. So, yeah, Julio, I see that. And, you know, the size thing, size is not a skill. It's not. I'm kind of over the whole, well, 2-2 Atwell is, you know, he's Tavon Austin. I mean, Tavon Austin was not the receiver Atwell is. A lot of people don't understand exactly, Julio. Size does not matter for the Rams. They've made that very clear. Um, You know, I think a lot of people fail to understand that Tavon Austin was a gadget guy coming out of college. And even I, you know, as much as I really like Tavon Austin, I knew he was a gadget guy. But a gadget guy can be more than that. We saw what like a gadget player can be. You know, you look at Cordero Patterson, for instance. He's a gadget guy. Is that a bad thing? No, because if you're really good as a gadget role player, you know, like a Percy Harvin, as long as you stay healthy, you can be as dangerous as anybody. But to say that, you know, Tutu Atwell is Tavon Austin, I've never seen Tavon Austin make the catch Tutu Atwell made the other day in camp. Never. Because he, he wasn't that guy. He wasn't that receiver. He made catches with his body. He did not make catches extending his arms. And he was not somebody that was going to high point the football in the back corner in the pylon. That's just not happening. But with Tutu Atwell, guy goes up, he high points the football. He plays above the rim, 5'9". And he really has a route running ability that Tavon just simply didn't have. So I, what I don't understand is the idea, yeah, Debo Samuel is that as well. What I don't understand is the idea we're going to compare him to Tavon Austin when I guess people don't even know what Tavon Austin was because, you know, Tavon Austin had a couple good games, like really good games. The game against the Colts, he had three touchdowns, but he wasn't like that all the time. And he also wasn't terrible all the time either. Like people act like he was really bad. Um, he wasn't the best returner, and I think that was something that really hurt him early on because you were thinking, okay, if that returning ability translates to the NFL from West Virginia, Tamon Austin's going to be a hell of a player. But with Tutu Atwell, he was never a returner, guys. Like that—that's my thing. Is like 
people wrote him off because, oh, well, he tripped over his own foot and then he got hurt. It was a freak injury and it's happened before. And it just seems like, you know, like you mentioned, Julio, you know, two, two out well has kind of turned into, uh, you know, kind of the meme on Twitter, right? I mean, that's really what he's become is Rams fans. The most that I've seen, the majority leans on two, two out well being a bust, but is it that people don't like two, two out well, or that they don't like the Rams for drafting him over uh, a guy that they wanted? whether that was Creed Humphrey or Terrace Marshall or whoever. And I think it's more so the latter because I think, you know, if Atwell gets an opportunity and he stays healthy, he's got the talent, he's got the ability. And I'm not saying he's going to be Tyree Kill, but I think he's closer to Tyree Kill than he is being Tavon Austin. And I understand the praise that is there. And that's a lot of praise to put, but I'm just telling you right now, He's closer to Tyree Kill than he is Tavon Austin. He's not really anything like Tavon Austin except for the fact he's short and fast. Tyree Kill is short and fast, but Tyree Kill knows how to run routes. Tyree Kill knows how to identify the leverage on a corner, just like Tutu Atwell. Tyree Kill will play above the rim. He does try up to go up and high point the football. And, you know, Tavon Austin didn't ever do that. They're just different players. And I think... You know, I'm really excited for Atwell to get an opportunity. I was just on, uh, you know, Sirius XM one or early on, or, uh, not long ago actually, uh, talking about Atwell because uh, they asked me for a bold prediction, and I had already said I think Allen Robinson might, you know, lead the league in uh, receiving. So that was pretty bold, and they needed another one. So I was like, I think Tutu Atwell he gets a 600 total yards. And I don't think that's crazy because what Atwell can do in space is impressive that I think the Rams might give Atwell a shot in the backfield as we're running back because there is gadget ability, but he is a true route runner. He's a true wide receiver. He's a true hands catcher. And I think that that goes a long way. I think it's very important. And I don't think it's talked about enough with Atwell's game. Another thing that's not talked about with Atwell's game is you go back, you look at Louisville, and you're like, okay, you know, his second to last year, Cunningham was pretty solid. Cunningham put the ball where it had to be. He made some good throws, quality throws. Atwell didn't have to turn around, do some acrobatic uh, stuff to try and make the catch, right? Well, the last year Atwell was in college, uh, I noticed an issue with Malik Cunningham's accuracy. And so Atwell stats, yeah, so people will look at it and be like, oh, that's a drop, or, you know, he didn't do that well. Go back and watch the tape, and you'll learn that Atwell tried his best to make it sound, you know, make, make something happen when the ball was being thrown. He really ask for, as long as he trying to come back to the ball and make it happen you know I think that's definitely there's an ability there there's an effort level there and that's something that's important with Atwell um, and I think he possesses that so when you have Matthew Stafford and he's throwing a deep bomb down the field to Deshaun Jackson who just kind of looks up at it doesn't try to play the ball and then it gets picked like that I don't think you're going to see at a 2-2 Atwell I just don't. And that's a good thing because not only is he a field stretcher, a deep threat, 
but he's also he has the wherewithal to put himself in position to go up and high point the football despite the fact he's five nine. He doesn't care that he's five nine or buck seventy. He can play at that size. I really think he's gonna be okay in this league and I wouldn't put my name on it if I didn't believe that. You know? Um initially I thought he was picked a little too early. Um you know, I didn't have a high grade on him, but I definitely see, you know, when I went back and really dove into the film and watched multiple games, because again, if you guys know my process, I watch three games of every player that I can. And with those guys that get drafted by the Rams, I watch way more than three games, uh, as many as I can find. And so, you know, with Atwell, I ended up watching like nine or 10 games. I put together a video on my YouTube channel, which you can check out, broke down his tape. And just the different ways that he can win. You know, he can, he, he's actually pretty solid. He can get off the line of scrimmage, which is something that, you know, really just leads me to question how much people really watch Tutu Atwell's game. Because when you hear the critiques about Tutu Atwell from fans, it doesn't seem like they really know what Tutu Atwell is. It looks like, you know, it's the eye test again. It's the, the box score, it's the the bio, the player bio. They see a guy, okay, well, you know, he's uh, he's this, you know, he's 5'9", he's, you know, 155 or whatever. He's not 155 anymore, but, you know, he's 5'9", he's 155. Like, he can't be good. But when you actually look at the tape, you're like, okay, okay. I mean, is he big-bodied? No. Is he thick? No. But this guy is going to jump up in the air and try to make a play. He's done that already in Rams camp. He did that at the uh, at SoFi Stadium when they were doing the scrimmages. It's happened multiple times. He led the NFC in receiving uh, in receptions during the preseason. Now, immediately, the anti Tutu Atwell fans will be like, "Why are you bringing up preseason stats?" Well, I'm bringing up anything to support my claim because I don't have regular season stats because again it wasn't that Tutu Atwell was in a game dropped a wide open touchdown or fumbled he didn't get any opportunities on the offense and for people that say that's because he wasn't ready maybe you're right but we don't know because he got hurt before he would have had a chance had he gotten hurt later on in the year and not right before uh Robert Woods got hurt we might have actually been able to see Tutu Atwell on the offense and the fact that they're using him, and I'm if you you know are here uh, later uh, than you know usual uh, earlier in the show, I pointed out that Tutu Atwell was taking uh, snaps after Allen Robinson in the rotation, which I'm not saying that makes him wide receiver three. And Van Jefferson might have been hurt and you know sitting out that day, but he did take the third reps. That's not third team. That would be the slot. That would be the second team, uh, you know, clearly he's going to have a role this year. And I just, and that's another thing, Julio, you know, with Sean McVay with the rookies, you got to be really darn good to be a, a rookie starter. You know, I mean, looking back at Jordan Fuller on the defense, he was a sixth rounder. That's just not really normal. The Rams normally don't really start guys like that. They take the long route. They play the slow game. We talked about this, right? The slow playing. You know, like you're playing poker and you're 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 trying to bait people to to bid it up a little bit more, make the pot a little bit bigger. You know, and then you show your hand. That is what the Rams are doing. They do it all the time. 
I mean, they did it with Joe Nopum. They gave him a contract before they really saw him become a starter. Joe Nopum got a serious contract to be the Rams' left tackle of the future, and they haven't really seen him start a ton of games. When he's been in, he's been good, but we haven't seen a ton of starts from him. That's what the Rams do. They find guys that they stick with. And so Atwell is somebody they did not draft for last year only. They drafted for the future. The speed, that translates. The reception ability, the fact this guy really doesn't drop passes left and right, that translates. His route running ability, that translates. His football IQ, that translates. His athleticism, where he can actually go up and high point a football at 5'9", that translates at the next level. So this is somebody that doesn't need to be a return man, despite what people think. He doesn't. Oh, well, we have Brandon Powell. Why, why would we Why would we have Tutu Atwell? Because uh, Tutu Atwell is the receiver. You know, the returnability, that was never there. He was not much of a returner in college. That's something that people took his size, and they're like, yeah, he'd be a good returner. It's something to add value. When you're coming out of the draft, you want to add value? Boom, there you go. But make no mistake about it, he was not supposed to be a returner. He's supposed to be a slot receiver. He's supposed to be a deep threat. Multiple route tree type of guy. And somebody that can explode when he gets in the open field. That is what Tutu Atwell is supposed to be. Not just, you know, another Dante Hall. I'm not saying a Dante Hall would be a bad thing, but now that you have Brandon Powell, you don't really have to worry about that. And they continue to try to develop Tutu Atwell. So, I mean, they haven't given up on him. And if the Rams haven't given up on him, and they're the ones that spent the, you know, the allocation, the pick on him, then why are the fans? Yeah, second round pick. A little earlier than people thought. But I've definitely gotten over it, and I've actually gotten over it so much so, I think he's going to be really good for the Rams. And I think it's another thing. The whole Matthew Stafford dynamic, the Sean McVay dynamic, the Cooper Cup dynamic. Cooper Cup's been helping him out. Sean McVay's scheme is going to help him out. Matthew Stafford's obvious uh, quarterback ability is going to help him out. Like, I think he's absolutely going to be dangerous once he gets, you know, he gets comfortable in the NFL. This is really his rookie year on, on the offensive side. Have him streaking down the field, you'll wonder why the Rams ever bothered with Deshaun Jackson. I just think the breakaway speed is just there and it's so much it's there so much so that I wouldn't mind and I know it was mentioned I think by Julio in the comment section dual running back wide receiver can Tutu be a dual running back wide receiver they got a lot of running back talent so he doesn't have to be that but I don't know you try to get this guy in space end arounds screens things like that just try to find ways to get him the ball I definitely don't have an issue doing that I mean, I just, I really think this guy is going to surprise people. I, I know he is because the way people are talking about him is like he's a joke. <laughs> I mean, he's a second round pick by the, you know, then Super, well, becoming Super Bowl champions that year. So, you know, 
the biggest question marks I have when evaluating the wide receiver position, very simple. If a wide receiver can't separate, I'm probably not going to buy the idea. If he can't separate against college competition where not everyone is going to be a pro, like a professional at that level, then I'm probably not going to buy into him separating at the NFL level. And the one that I instantly think of at that level is Nikhil Harry. Like people were all about Nikhil Harry and his gadget ability, return ability, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? Big bodied receiver. You ran a four, five, three. That's great. When I watched the tape, that guy could not separate and he hasn't been able to do it. And it's been an issue in the NFL. So that is a big issue of mine. I don't see that with Atwell. Atwell can separate pretty easily too. And the thing about him is he's got a first gear then he's got a second gear, and then he's got a third gear. When he kicks it into third gear, there is about 0.5% of the league that can catch up to him because he's got rare speed. So another thing that bothers me, you know, another thing that bothers me with you two out well and, and like all the bus talk, and, you know, evaluating wide receivers is that when a wide receiver struggles to make catches with his hands, like when you, you're trapping or snaring the ball into your chest in college, I see you doing that. I'm concerned about how that's going to translate to the NFL because I don't want you doing that. You're, it's more likely to come out. I want you to, to trap it with your hands. Actually make the catch with your hands. Bring it in. Give. That's something Atwell does. You know, immediately, because we, we talked about Nikhil Harry as an example of what I, I immediately red flag as far as lack of separation. A red flag of mine, and we can talk about him all we want, about how you know dynamic he is when he's healthy. Will Fuller is a body catcher. And he has lost so many, as many touchdowns as he scored, as many yards as he's had, as many, you know, explosive games as he's had. He's also had, you know, those games where, okay, drop pass, let it go into his chest, it popped out. That is a concern of mine. Atwell doesn't have that. When I look at, you know, concerns with receivers, it is that. It is certainly that. It's the the lack of hands catching. It's the lack of separation. I mean, another thing I think Atwell does well, and he's actually compared to multiple players uh, coming out of the draft. He was compared to Jakeem Grant, um, you know, of the Bears. He was compared to Hollywood Brown, who's now with the Cardinals. But I just kind of feel like he's his own thing. You know, he's got a little bit of everything that you would want in a slot slash field stretching wideout. But I don't think he is exactly like Jakeem Grant. And I don't think he's exactly like Hollywood Brown. So I think the, the footwork he has is another thing. 
you know, one of the best pieces of footwork I've ever seen on tape was Michael Thomas coming out of Ohio State. Um, you know, obviously we know what he ended up doing and now what he's doing lately. But Michael Thomas was like the prototypical, okay, this guy can get off the line of scrimmage. There are so many guys in the league that in college, they were able to do all these crazy footwork maneuvers and everything and get open. And it looks all flashy on film. But think about how long the quarterback in the NFL is going to have to throw the ball. Think about how quickly you have to get off the line of scrimmage. That's something I like about Atwell. Is I don't have to worry about him getting off the line of scrimmage. Even though he has, you know, the size, you know, concern from everyone. I think this guy really does a nice job of getting off the line of scrimmage and having the combination with his footwork to make guys pay, get down the field quickly. Now, my concerns with Atwell, not separation, not speed, not hands. I mean, there aren't many concerns I have with him outside of his size, which again, I don't really care too much about. The play strength needs to get better if he wants to become more of a yard after the catch guy. Like, if you're trying to compare this guy to Debo Samuel, they're nothing alike. Debo Samuel is thick. He's built like a running back, and that's why he's able to play that. Why he's able to play wide back, if you will. And it's why he's able to break tackles, and he's so hard to bring down. Atwell is not that. If you grab his legs in the right way, he's going to go flying. That's just, that's Atwell, okay? You know, that is a concern if you're looking for a guy like that. But Atwell can fill a role. When you have all the weapons that the Rams have, they don't need him to be everything. I think another thing when you look at Atwell is because of the lack of play strength, you have to worry about those contested catches over the middle. He's not Julian Edelman. He's not Wes Welker. He's not going to get hit hard and hang on over the top, over the middle. So that is something. The thing is, you do have a quarterback in Matthew Stafford who will throw him away from the contact, which is a good thing. He'll get it, you know, he'll shield his back towards the contact. So I do think that is something to keep in mind. Those two things. Those are my biggest concerns. I think another thing that he does tend to struggle with is when he is a very good route runner, I think, but when he does get redirected by defensive backs, he does struggle to get back on his original path. And I mean, most guys do. But I, I mean, there's just not a ton that I'm super concerned with. I, I just think if he can add some weight, some some you know play strength, he's going to be really good. Because he's got a lot going for him. He's got a lot going for him. I think the separation is, I think the Jets sweep potential, the end arounds. I mean, he had multiple touchdowns in college on that. The 50 plus touchdowns, the 50 plus yard touchdowns, plenty of those. And I just, again, I can't stress enough. He's got Matthew Stafford throwing him the ball and not Malik Cunningham. I don't think Malik Cunningham's terrible, but there were a lot of those plays where he tried to turn his body and make a play, and the ball was underthrown, quite honestly. He beat his man, had to come all the way back. 
it was underthrown. So, yeah. I mean, I know we were talking Tutu Atwell and Terrell Burgess, and I know this became mainly a Tutu Atwell show, but I just really, I'm like, I'm confident in his ability. And I think he's got so much more than what he doesn't have. And I just don't think people talk about it enough. And I think people get way too emotional and sensitive in regards to, you know, the idea, like he's always a reminder that they didn't get Creed Humphrey. Like it's time to move on. I loved Creed Humphrey in the draft. He's a guy early on that I have, I highlighted as a guy that I wanted the Rams to get. I never thought he'd fall there, but this idea that we're just going to hold it against Tutu Atwell for the next five years. I'm sorry, folks. Creed Humphrey is going to be a pro bowler for the next five, 10 years. He is that good. The Rams, if they needed a center, if they feel like they needed one, they made a mistake in passing on him. It has nothing to do with Atwell. But again, going back to what I was saying, it has nothing to do with Atwell. If you don't like Tutu Atwell for another variable, that's not Atwell's fault. That's like when the Rams passed on Marvin Harrison for Eddie Kennison. If you don't like Eddie Kennison because they didn't get Marvin Harrison, that's not Eddie Kennison's fault. Now it's up for Eddie Kennison to be a, a good player, and obviously he did not live up to you know, the billing that uh, Marvin Harrison l- lived up to. But uh, again, you know, it, it, it's one of those, like, it's got to be up to him. You can't be that that fan base that doesn't even give these guys a chance. See, it's one thing to react after these guys are picked negatively because you do all the research, you fall in love with certain players, you see them there, you see your team have the opportunity to get them, and then they pass on them. That's one thing. But we're going into year two with Tutu Atwell, and he didn't even get a chance on the offensive side of the ball. We have guys telling us that he's a bust. It's because of the size. It's because of Creed Humphrey. But one of those he can't control, and the other, it's already been proven that size isn't you know, something that really matters anymore as far as the top wide receivers. I mean, Tyree Kill is, what, five, nine and a half? So, I, I don't know. I just... Again, I understand people like their guy. They focus on their guy. They get mad when they don't get their guy. Trust me, I've been there. I, I wanted Zion McCollum as much as I've wanted anybody uh, it, since maybe George Kittle and Chris Godwin. But if I sat there when the Rams passed at Chris Godwin and got Cooper Cup, and I said, I don't like Cooper Cup, and I started rooting against Cooper Cup, and I said he was a bust, I would have looked like a freaking moron. It's no different. The Rams are never going to draft everyone you want. It's not possible. There are 260-something picks. The Rams have about eight or nine of them a draft. And the, I mean, think about how many players are in the draft. So if I even get a chance to scout 350 players like I used to do, that's 350 players I've watched. And I narrow it down to a short list of maybe 50 that I really, really want. And sometimes even shorter. The odds of the Rams even getting those aren't even that high. So I think it's more of a, 
it's more, you know, it, it's less about Atwell and more about what the Rams passed on. And again, huge Creed Humphrey fan coming out. He seemed pretty obviously he was going to be a Pro Bowl talent. But they see something in Atwell, and since they drafted him, and since I had the ability, again, to watch more than just three games like I watch with everyone, you can really see that Atwell has everything in his arsenal. The play strength isn't there. That sucks, okay? That's probably going to be something that I identify if I'm going to be throwing to him. Again, Stafford is incredibly talented. He's incredibly smart. He's going to know, okay, Atwell doesn't have the play strength and doesn't have the ability to hang on to the ball coming you know, with a big collision. So I'm probably not going to lead him into a double uh, crunch-type tackle between two safeties. But what I might do is lead him away from those guys so his back is facing them, and then that way he can make the catch and secure the ball. And since he doesn't have the play strength, I'm going to probably try and get some good blocking for him on a wheel route or, you know, a slip screen or something like that instead of just having him try to, you know, break tackles. He's not Debo Samuel. He never will be. That's not his body type. But the guy has been playing with his size, with all due respect to everyone's eye test. This guy has been playing with his size for four years. He's a former quarterback turned wide receiver, very good route runner for being as young as he is. He's got great hands. He's fast. He's got three gears of speed, which I don't think anybody on the Rams currently has. None of the running backs do. None of the receivers do. Maybe Van, but three gears. That's like, that's Tyreek Hill level. And that's why I say he's more like Tyreek Hill than he is Tavon Austin. That's not to say he's going to be an all pro. That's not to say he's going to have 1,500 yards. But it is to say that he's more of a wide receiver than a gadget guy. Doesn't mean he can't be a gadget guy. But I'm telling you, if you think he is Tavon Austin, you need to watch more of Tutu Atwell. And people are going to see that. Your interview with Tutu changed my thoughts on him. Well, I'm glad. You know, I, I'm really, I was really glad he reached out and wanted to do an interview with me. That was that was really cool. Uh, Steve McVay and the rest of the Rams scouting department has proven time and time again they have the eyes for late round talent. That's another thing, uh, Scoot. I agree. It's it just I don't know. Like we're really going to go against the Rams scouting department at this point in time after what they have put together. Like we're really going to do that over a second round pick. I mean, that's what I don't understand. And then there's certain players that have this safeguard over them. And with all due respect, again, I know it's going to sound like I hate the guy, and I don't. I have his jersey. I'm a fan of his. But Cam Akers is a guy that gets safeguarded. Like, if you really look at it, he had a really good end to his rookie year. This whole year he missed. And, I mean, he came back from an injury. But all that's told me is that he his injuries are a concern. He's had three injuries in his two-year career, which has been shortened. Like, that's a guy I'm more concerned about than Atwell, because Atwell doesn't have all these injuries stacking against him. Atwell had one injury he had his rookie year, but he's incredibly young, and he's got all these great wide receivers around him. Cam Akers, if he gets hurt again, Daryl Henderson is on a, uh, you know, in a contract year. We don't know if he'll be back. 
You know, they have Kyron Williams. Like, the question is is more, I'm more questioning the Cam Akers move, like, down the road than I am Atwell. Because Atwell is around all of these receivers. He's in the room with Cooper Cup, and he's getting better. And he is a weapon, and he's got speed that nobody on the team has. It's not to say that I think Cam Akers is in trouble. That is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that I'm more concerned about that injury than I am about Tutu Atwell. I don't think Tutu Atwell is a bust. I think he's going to prove that this year. I think he's going to be a pretty solid waiver wire pickup. And I think he might win you a couple fantasy leagues if you use him the right way. I mean, just think about how dynamic Deshaun Jackson was last year in, in certain situations. Atwell can do that, but Atwell is a better... Like, don't get me wrong, Deshaun Jackson is one of the greatest deep threats of all time. I'm not knocking him on an all-time metric. But I think right now, at this point in time, with Atwell's ability and the fact that the dude is fearless... I think he's worth more than Deshaun Jackson because he's not afraid to go up and high point the football. And I do not see five, nine uh, wide receivers doing that. I just don't. But yeah, we talked about Tutu Atwell and and how, you know, he's turning heads in camp. We talked about Terrell Burgess and how he's coming into his own, according to Sean McVay. But that is going to do it. I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, coming on here. Uh, Scoot, I'm on the 2-2 train. I love that he's the slanderous motivation. He truly hasn't gotten a fair shake. No, he has not. Julio says Kyron Williams was in a, a boot and a scooter. Yeah, the hope is that uh, you know he'll be fine. I, I think he will. Um, but guys, it's been fun. You know, uh, tried to do this twice this week. Ran into some issues. Uh, you know, I went to a family event in Boston, so I was out of town. But you know, really excited to to jump on tonight. Um, if you guys do like the MCU, be sure to jump on tomorrow uh, for MCU Edge. I'll also be doing um, three Rams shows to make up for the one I missed this week. Uh, so, you know, keep an eye out for that. Also, we'll be on YouTube soon. Appreciate you guys supporting as always. Um, and uh, that's going to do it. So you guys take care, and I'll see you guys soon. Later.